1: It's Odds and End Zones, a podcast feature of MileHighReport.com. From props to parlays to totals and spreads, it's time to sweat it out. Here are your hosts, Ian St. Clair and Adam Malnati.
0: Adam, sports fans must have been good boys and girls to get the gift of the Denver Broncos versus the Los Angeles Rams. On Christmas Day.
1: Oh, it'll be a holly jolly Christmas for sure. Uh No, it won't. It won't. It won't. Uh it, it's it is interesting. It's fascinating that you know that Christmas falls on a Sunday, right? I mean, if if I'm not mistaken. And for those Which of, is
0: great because some companies comp you two work days for Christmas Eve and Christmas being on a weekend. Wow. So if you're one of those companies, congrats. I'm not. I'm
1: a I'm a teacher. We just get uh, a couple weeks off. So I know I'm winning in that respect. So I'm not going to even I have nothing to complain about here. Um but it, it this was supposed to be a a a gift, right? The the start of the season before everything went south. This was a gift. This was going to be one of those huge games. It was a potential uh, Super Bowl preview matchup. You know, we get some of those every year. And instead, it is it's Disappointment City. It's a giant lump of coal. That's right. It's Santa arriving at your house and leaving no gifts because you were a bad little boy. Because you said, let's ride too many times in a weird way. We now have to deal with this. I I'm, I think I'm convinced of just because I don't want it to be about anything else. I'm convinced that the reason the Broncos are so bad this year is because Russell Wilson decided to say Broncos country, let's ride and make it his catchphrase. And he decided to have a catchphrase before he even did anything as a Denver Bronco. And so he's being slapped by the football karma gods.
0: That's, that's what it is. Maybe it's because he wore his own Jersey getting out of his giant truck which it's not true at what I, age,
1: I, <laughs> at what age do you have to stop wearing your own Jersey when you go places? Cause my son wears his jerseys to school. He has baseball jerseys. He wears them to school all the time. That's okay. Right. He's 10. It's a fifth grader. No big deal, but when do you I don't have un- to stop
0: doing that. I don't understand. He wears it every Sunday anyway. Like, what's the difference? Yeah. I mean, he was, just showing, he was just showing up prepared, just showing up prepared
1: which he hasn't done since. That's what it is. He showed up prepared one day. He got made fun of, and so he
0: stopped showing up prepared. And, and then last so, week, he didn't even show up. To go back to the lump of coal, it's from the Santa Claus 2 where they make the fake Santa, and he wants to give every kid coal. So we got the fake, the fake Santa who wanted to put everybody on the naughty list. So that's why we have two of the worst teams in the league with two of the worst offenses in the league playing on Christmas. Blame the fake Santa from Santa Claus Two. Is that Roger Goodell? Did Roger Goodell play the fake Santa
1: and the Santa Claus 2, Or was it still Tim Allen? I, I, they look so similar to me. And so I'm not really sure. Oh my gosh. Here we are. This is here we are. are. This is, this is the world we live in. Uh, this is, yeah, and, and I don't want to be Scrooge here. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to, you know, take food off the table for Tiny Tim, but I, I enjoy the time with your family. I, I, I don't want to. I Drink. don't want to be the guy that says don't watch the game. Watch the game. Be a fan. Love the love the Broncos. Do Drink. what you can to see it, I suppose. But also, if if you're so inclined, I, I will say this: your game ball at the <clears throat> after the Broncos beat uh, the Cardinals. Was, was a deserved game ball, I think. I thought, you know, pointing out the fact that this fan base has become so fed up with the losing that they're not showing up, that is a game ball to me. And I did see some comments in that article, and I don't wade into the comment section all that often, but I just happened to to click on them. People were not super pleased with your game ball. They didn't think it deserved to be in there. But I do believe that we as a fan base deserve some credit. We have we have been dealing with garbage for far too long. We 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 will not stand for the world of the Cleveland Browns and the Detroit Lions of the world. And these are franchises that are perennial losers. It's not something that we are going to accept. And it's okay for us to not accept it. And the only way you really can voice your displeasure where it's going to make a difference is by not showing up. And I've had people heard people say, well, you already paid for your ticket, so it doesn't matter. Have you paid for a beer at a professional sporting event recently? Or bought a little tiny box of nachos, it costs a ridiculous amount of money. They don't make that much money off of your ticket. They make their money off of the money you spend once you're inside
0: the stadium. You don't go and to the stadium. Even get to the stadium. Let alone the parking. There you go. Parking and concessions. That's where teams make their money. And if you're not showing up, you're showing to an entertainment-based, money-based... Business, we're not giving you our money. Yeah, and it. I want even more no shows against the Chargers. There were eighteen thousand, over eighteen thousand no shows, the third most for a Broncos game against the chart or against uh, the Cardinals. And they won that game. I, they won the game. Who and, and who cares? They were playing a third string quarterback. Not until the third string quarterback got in did the Broncos start doing anything and it's... for the people who say, but what does the third string quarterback have to do with the success of the offense? Well, I'll give it to you. You get picks, you get three and outs, you get the ball back.
1: Better the, field if position. The, if, the
0: opposed, if the opposing team's offense literally can't do anything. Yeah. That's going to have an impact. Like have you not watched a Broncos game
1: recently? Because that's, it's kind of the same thing. Just, in reverse, we, we literally got to watch the Broncos benefit from what happens to the Broncos every week. So it's sort of like, you, do you not, have you not been paying attention or do you just want to live in this world of cognitive dissonance and, and not have to worry about it? It, it is maddening. And, and the other thing I'm going to say, and this is where I'm going to flip the switch a little bit on you here. I am also tired of the idiocy of the fan base in Denver that is pining for Brett Ripon who is tweeting out, let it rip. Don't let it rip. I don't want to see Brett rip and play. You paid $250 million for a quarterback. I would rather watch him suck because that's how much you paid for him. It's, it's It's mind-boggling to me how many people, people who I think have pretty solid football minds are out there trying to figure out a way to get out from under Russell Wilson's contract. As if that's what this team is going to do it's not that's a no. that's as my grandfather would say that's a pipe dream and you're full of beans on that one so no we're not doing this we're not going to have the conversation of should they or should they not switch to Brett Ripon for the rest of the season no no they should not and don't insult my football intelligence by trying to convince me that they should it's ridiculous it's mind-blowing it's stupidity it's fan stupidity, so it's acceptable in some ways, but it is still stupidity, and so it's really not acceptable. That being said, they do have to play the Rams this week on Christmas, and I suppose we should
0: talk about it. Before we do that, I want to go back to some more idiocy for. Oh, fans. Oh, good. I, see? I, was, I knew there was more. Being excited about a near victory over the Chiefs. Yeah, we
1: didn't get to talk about that because we were unable to record but it is uh
0: yeah the the ability to pretzel yourself into convincing yourself that a near victory over your biggest rival which you still didn't beat patrick mahomes has still never lost to the denver broncos as a starter The Broncos have still not beaten the Chiefs since 2015, the year they won the Super Bowl. Yet we're going to say, because the Broncos didn't get blown out after getting down 27 to nothing, and the Chiefs legitimately, more than likely, gave up, we're now going to convince ourselves as a fan base that coming back and not getting blowed out by the Chiefs is somehow shifting the culture in Denver. That's what shifted the culture. Not getting blown out. Still losing, but not getting blown out. Not giving up. And then the next week, beating a horrible Arizona Cardinals team on their third-string quarterback is shifting the culture. That is beyond stupid,
1: and yeah. it makes my head hurt. I, here's what I, here's what I'll say for that, and and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a little bit softer than you were there. Um, I understand the just the desire to be happy about something, and you can find in that loss to the Chiefs, you can find some positives, and, and, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with you looking at a loss and saying, you know what? I I liked the fact that they used Jerry Judy in a different way and he was more successful. I thought that was, that was a good thing that happened. And so you can, you can take little snippets from losses and go, yeah, this was a loss, but Hey, did you see how this happened? Or did you see how that happened? I mean, quite frankly, the defense did play well against the chiefs eventually, right? I mean, you had, you had some pretty big plays by Justin Simmons and, so I okay, good. You you can certainly find things to point to and go, that was positive and that was positive. But the overall result was negative. And you can't start to you can't start to allow yourself to feel good about losses. I don't feel good about a loss. I don't I don't feel good that they lost to the Chiefs. I feel good that there were a couple of things that I think they needed to do differently that it looked like they started to do differently that they found some success in. Namely the Jerry Judy stuff. That to me was like, "Oh, you've been using him wrong." Now we know. Let's start using him in the correct manner. The dude has always got separation. He's always four yards beyond his defender. Why haven't they been taking advantage of that? Well, because he's been in the slot. He's not been used properly. And so, oh, look at the way they used him against the Chiefs. They should do that more often. And if they do, he'll find more success. And as a fantasy football owner of... Jerry Judy. It was certainly nice to have those points that week. I didn't have a choice. I had to start him, and was like, "Yeah, I knew it." Uh, or everyone was injured. I don't know. One of the two. So it was probably the the, the uh, everyone was injured thing. So I I agree with you. There are no moral victories. But just because we don't take moral victories, and we don't, I did I did see some positives. It does. I'm not happy, and I won't accept the. Ha- it was the happiness that bothered me. It was that's that's what got to me. Was that there were fans who were like, oh, I'm, 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 no, I'm pretty happy with that. Why? They lost. Be, be happy with some of the positive things that happened. Be angry that they lost. And and that's that's where we're at. So I, I'm with you. It is it is fan stupidity in in that respect as well. And I, I, I can't be happy with the loss. I can be. Um, okay with the positives that came out of it that we, I think if they carry over and if they continue to carry over, okay, good. But this season Which is, is, is gone. This season is over. And so what exactly are you getting excited about the draft?
0: Yeah. <laughs> and, and and here's the other thing. He said you're going to be, you're going to change out your head coach. So this idea that you can build momentum from season to season is another stupid misnomer. It doesn't carry over. It's gonna be a completely different team with a completely different coaching staff. It doesn't have any impact. Look at the last seven years. Look at all those great late season wins that built momentum for the following season. It didn't happen. That's because it's garbage. Yeah. Garbage time
1: points are still garbage time points. And that's what garbage time wins are in the NFL. When you uh, are are winning after you've missed out on the playoffs. Isn't it fun to play spoiler? No, it's not. I want to play in the playoffs and you can't play spoiler and be a team that's going to the playoffs usually. So yeah, I, I don't enjoy it. Um, all right, let's take let's let's do take a look at this Rams game, though. I I do think we can. Do we have of, to. <laughs> yeah, we kind of. Have, I mean, it's sort of. It's what we do. It's sort of sort of the role of the podcast. And and I think that for me, I, I I want to kind of look at this from the perspective of what is it that that the Broncos can do this week against the Rams that will at least give us maybe not some like you said. There's no momentum that's going to carry over. But is there something that can happen this week that will help us look at next season and go, okay, I can see where this is going, and I know that, like you said, there's there's not going to be any continuity with the head coach, so if, or offensive coordinator, it's going to be difficult, system. right? It's going to be difficult to really go, oh well, we know that uh, this is going to happen or that's going to happen or whatever, right? We 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 won't have that type of continuity. But I do believe that we can see the interaction between players, right? How does Russell Wilson, if he plays, and I imagine he is going to play, how does Russell Wilson uh, interact with Jerry Judy because he's going to be on the field or uh, Latavius Murray, who I don't know, might be back. He's actually proven to be a pretty good uh, uh, running back for the Broncos. Um, how, how does the office, offensive line look? Is there going to be continuity there? I, that's the other thing is you have no idea what what's going to happen with that there's so many, so many variables, just so many variables. I, I don't even know where to go. And, and then they're playing a team that sucks. Who's on there like ninth quarterback, right? Baker Mayfield yeah. on his third team, a guy who we were pretty high on in that draft. And then uh, he hasn't boy, lived up. Was I wrong about that? Well, He hasn't lived up to the hype. That's for sure. Uh, I, I feel bad for him. Cause he looked like he had, he had it. Uh, and then it went away pretty quickly. So, very quickly. Very quickly. So so what are we looking for here? What are, what are we going into this game trying to learn about this team?
0: I'm just hoping that the Broncos can avoid more injuries. That's legitimately the only thing I'm watching for. And can the Broncos do something that they haven't been able to do when they've faced offensive coaches who know how to plan for this defense? And that's stop the running game on the edge because Sean McVay is going to come up with a plan to attack this defense on the edge with cam makers or whoever is the running back. That's what I'm looking for. I don't care about the offense. The offense is going to be completely different next year. The offensive line is going to be completely different next year. The offensive coordinator, the play caller, the head coach, all of it. I don't care. I guess maybe see if Jerry Judy can build off of, what he did against the chiefs and a little bit against the Cardinals, I guess.
1: <laughs> no, I, I think that those are all excellent things. Like I, those are kind of your, those kind of sound like keys to the game as well. And and I, so I guess we could jump into keys to the game and, I, and I'm actually going to be looking for how does Russell Wilson come back from a, a week of being injured? Right. He's, he was, he he's, there's a little bit of controversy out there about, Oh, a picture was taken of him at a casino or whatever. I, I, I don't know. He was cleared to play. He didn't play. Uh, I don't know if that was a coach's decision. I don't really. I don't. I don't know the ins and outs of that. And I'm not going to. It into was more. an
0: organization decision.
1: It, it, so, so that right there is if it's an organization decision. And he got knocked out. He oh. was legitimately knocked out. Do, he was out. I was. I actually because we weren't able to record last week. I, the one thing I was disappointed about is I love. Do you remember the old Snickers commercials when the the they would you know, have something happen. And they had the one where the football player gets knocked out and they ask him all these questions and he answers them. All right. And they say, who are you? And he goes, I'm Batman. Like that, that, that's what that reminded me of. He, when you look at that picture of him, the image of him on the ground, his eyes are open, but there was nothing going on inside. It was, it was a, there was nobody home. Yeah, it was, it was less on, but nobody was home (laughs) less than nothing was going on up there. And that was, that, I mean, it was legitimately like, Ooh, so, yeah, take the extra week off. I'm fine with that. You don't need the brain, is what I don't. I'm, you know, I don't let my kid play tackle football right now because I'm worried about his brain. And so yeah. I imagine that this was probably the right move for the Broncos. But my key to the game is how does he respond? And is he able to come out and take a, that leadership position and really show that this is his team? I, I don't care about how he runs the offense. I, I care. I mean, I do Right, lead the offense, move the ball, do all those things. That's fine. Can he be, cause he's sort of turned into a meme, you know, Russell Wilson has become the, he has become the cringy meme that he created for himself. Can he, can he write that ship a little bit and become less of a meme and get back to just being a football player? Like, I don't need all the other crap. I just want him to be a football player. And I think that's really one of the keys to the game is can he get back to just being a football player and not being Mr. Unlimited and and not doing all the let's ride crap and not, you know, I don't need any of that. Just be a football player. And I think that's
0: what will make him better no matter who the head coach is next year or what happens. What's funny about all of that is he still goes home to Sierra every night. And I think that's what drives some people, Richard Sherman, crazy. For me, (laughs) the key to the game is stopping the run on the edge. I I said it earlier. And then my other key to the game is since we can't flex out of this garbage game, they need to institute Troy Vincent and the owners need to have a real quick zoom meeting, get Dan Snyder and drunk Jim or hi Jim or whatever, and come together and institute a new rule of no passing. Neither team on Sunday can pass which would mean a running clock. And we can get this garbage game over with as soon as possible.
1: See, I, I like that. The other thing I think they could do, and, and I re- I learned this by watching Rich Eisen this week, he did the game in Cleveland. And until the national audience came to that game in Cleveland because of the overtime game and whatnot, and everybody was watching the, the game before that, they couldn't go to any TV timeouts, like any um, outside of the norm TV timeouts. And, and like, you know, oh, there's a timeout. We're going to go to TV timeout. Or they, they had to just do just the scheduled ones, right? I think that's how it worked. Just do that. Don't go to – do not go to your t. Your like, oh, there's an injured player. We're going to go to timeout. No, we're, we'll just – they'll get him off the field and we're going to keep playing. Like, we're just going to keep this game moving. We're only going to have timeouts at the scheduled like, after the four-minute mark or whatever it is. I don't – know what the times are and I don't really care, but that, that might be a way to sort of move things along if you will. So I do, I kind of like that idea. Let's, let's get things going. Uh, Do you have a player to watch and just, let's just do one. Like I don't even care if it's offense or defense. I'm not going to go one on each side because I don't think it
0: matters. So I mentioned the defense to me. It's, I have to go to, because it's middle line. (laughs) I'll I'll go middle linebacker because if cam Akers and Sean McVay do what I think they're going to do. That's going to open up the middle of the field and this defense still can't cover tight ends. So I think Tyler Higby is going to be a target for whoever plays quarterback for the Rams, whether it's Baker Mayfield or whoever else. So it's going to be on Alex Singleton and Josie Jewell and real fans will know that Alex Singleton was included in a game day graphic.
1: They will know because they do it every week. Broncos do it every week. Oh, it's amazing. Uh, I'm going to go with two as well, and it's going to be what we already talked about. I'm going to talk about Jerry Judy and, and Russell Wilson. Can they continue to find a way to uh, work together? Right? Can they? Can they make that connection? Because they had it going against Kansas City. To be fair, they did have. To be fair, to be fair they did have it going against Kansas City, and then Jerry Judy was able to extend that and have a. A solid game against the the Cardinals. I know it's the Cardinals, right? I get it, but there's no Aaron Donald, so you you, you kind of have a little bit of a reprieve there. It's still a pretty good defense. You do have a, very,
0: a, a, very, a solid a
1: very secondary, defense. right? You get you got to you know deal with that. But can Russell Wilson and Jerry Judy have a game where they continue on the success that they had against the Chiefs? Jerry Judy getting to build on how things went against the Cardinals. I, I think that would be something that's that's worth paying attention to. Uh, we got any gambling stuff to talk. This is we, we, we are supposed to talk about gambling, take the under hammer, the under, are we still doing that? Yeah. Ha- despite
0: the fact that the, uh, the over has hit the last two weeks. Oh. Is that a trend? But, is that?
1: So let, let me ask you about, this. is that a trend?
0: No, I think those are two flukes. <laughs> one, I mean, one of them is against the chiefs and then you had the Broncos offense do something that it hasn't done all year. And then you play a bad Arizona Cardinals team with a a defense coached by Vance Joseph. So no, I mean the the over under the total for this game on Sunday is thirty six and a half. Hammer the under. The under is eleven and three in Broncos games this year. It goes. It, it's going to regress back to the mean on Sunday, and somehow the Broncos are the favorite. I I, I don't know. I I and I it used to be. It used to be that the home team got three points. So they must think that since Russell is playing and it's Baker Mayfield, that the Rams don't quite have enough. I don't know. That's an interesting one. I I
1: legitimately try not to bet the Broncos too much. Like I, obviously I, you know, I like to throw a little money around here and there. Very, very small amounts. Everybody knows that. Um, this was a game I was looking at putting some money on just to kind of try and make it interesting for me for Christmas because I got you know, I got to have something to do. And uh, I, I I was going to, you know, and, and we don't know what the numbers are because they don't usually put them out when we're recording. We record on Wednesdays the numbers for, you know, like over unders on passing yards, the props and things. Don't come out until what, Friday usually. Friday. Um, yep. I, I anticipate some prop bets that I will be placing on passing yards. Um, Tyler Higby over his yardage. I was going to say, I was going to put, put some money on a, on a Los Angeles Rams tight end to go over whatever yardage it is they have. Uh, So that's kind of where I'm at with that. That's
0: my, my goal for that one. But uh, uh, I don't have and under Russell Wilson yardage. (laughs) And then you could go under both team totals. So if, if it's like Broncos 18, obviously under, under whatever the Rams are, I mean, I think you're going to get like a 16-13 game on Sunday. That's legitimately what I think happens.
1: I like that. Is that your bold prediction?
0: I have no bold prediction. Exactly. There it is.
1: All right. Well, let's do a score prediction. How about a bold
0: prediction of nobody getting hurt? And then we have the, the Lauren Landau fanboys coming up and saying, see, he's great at his job and you don't know ball. If you blame Lauren Landau, I, you know, it, it is fascinating to me how we
1: just, we start to pick at each other as fans because we all have to be right. And we all have to, I've like, I've stopped getting into Twitter spats. I was never big into them anyway, I, but I, I just, I just scroll right past at this point because I don't need to defend myself. I, it's just not necessary. So, um, I, do you have a score prediction? Is that, is that your score prediction? 16, 13, pick a game. Broncos. Oh, I like it. Okay. I was actually a little – I was close to that. Um, I actually was 17-10. 17-10 Denver. I think they get two touchdowns and a field goal to a touchdown and a field goal. Well, McManus actually makes a field goal. Yeah, and actually, here's here's my bold prediction. I'm going to predict that he makes uh, one field goal, two extra points, but misses a 55-yarder.
0: Shocking. Is that bold he usually best? misses from under He usually misses under 50. That's true. Though. You know
1: what? My bold prediction is he'll miss another under 40 yarder. Because that seems to be his he's
0: My that, bold prediction is, your, is Brandon McManus misses an under 40 and an over
1: and an over 50. Ooh, I like that. I like the symmetry of that. But he makes his, the one he makes is like 47. I think that's yeah. that's where we're going to go with that. So All right, let's do a a whip around the league here and just take a look at what else is going on in the NFL. Uh, You
0: know, AFC West, you've got the Chiefs playing. It's locked up. The Seahawks. Chiefs. Uh, It's now, the Chiefs are focused on getting the number one seed. Yes. And I I think the next game for the Bills to keep an eye on is against the Bengals. That's going to be the game that could potentially flip home field in favor of the Chiefs. And I will say, whoever gets home field advantage, We'll go to the Super Bowl. Ooh,
1: I, I think you're probably right about that, and I uh, I totally agree with you as well. Um, Vic- or, I'm sorry, not the Vikings. Who cares about them? The Raiders and the Steelers is, is one of the other Steelers. matches. Uh, Steelers probably win. I'll, I mean, the Raiders have that crazy win against the, the Patriots, which is comical. I couldn't decide what I liked more. Uh, something bad happening to Bill Belichick um, or, or hated more. That it was a good thing for the Raiders, like it was one of those, like, ha ha, take that, Bill, and then also, oh, but it was the Raiders. I don't like it. It was, it was a, it felt weird. That whole play was hilarious. Mac Jones getting trucked was just one of the funniest things
0: I've ever seen. He just looked... I'm sorry, that was that I, was comical. I have to say it, it's a bit, it's a bit bittersweet, especially for NFL historians or or longtime fans of the NFL. This is what the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. It was that's and, true, and Franco Harris just passed away. Yeah, and he was going to have his number 32 retired, and they were going to honor the Immaculate Reception because the Raiders are going to be in Pittsburgh.
1: Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, yeah, uh, it, that that really is as a as a, a fan of the NFL for so long. This one was. This one hurts a little bit. There's no doubt about and it. I, and I
0: think that uh, the fact that that was going to be the case anyway, now that he's passed and knowing the history of the Steelers and how intertwined that whole organization. I mean, they've had three freaking head coaches in 50 years. I mean, that's, that's insane yeah, that feels like. to begin yeah. with, but it, now they're going to be even more motivated to honor Franco Harris. Yeah. Against their longtime arch rival.
1: Absolutely. I, I mean, it, that's a game that I will watch just simply because of that. So, uh, for sure. And then the chargers and the Colts, I, I mean, who cares? Uh,
0: I think the chargers win but, because the Colts are, are, aren't even a real football team anymore, but I will say the chargers are going to charge her. They may make the playoffs, but they're going to end up playing whoever doesn't get the number one seed. So Good luck with that Brandon Staley. Yeah, in, enjoy that.
1: They are the Chargers are always going to Charger. we can it's you know the sun rises in and the I, east and the chargers set in the west. That's just how it is.
0: And I will say I I know there's a lot of Broncos fans who are rooting for the 49ers to fail. I now think they're the team to beat in the NFC. Even with Mr. Irrelevant, the last pick in the draft being Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy has played pretty incredible football for Mike Shanahan on this football team. And now Christian McCaffrey is getting his feet wet. And I think you have the best defense in football. Yeah. that The 49ers are the team to beat in the NFC. Well, and and it's funny because the Eagles and Cowboys play each other this week.
1: And to me, the Cowboys paper tiger, the Eagles, Jalen hurts has a sprained shoulder. Now he's, you know, he's injured. So who knows what's going to happen with them. They really should. I mean, at this point, what are you, what are you trying to do? So, uh, yeah, I, I kind of totally agree with you. The 49ers have kind of somewhat slid into that favorite position, even if they don't get home field, I, I think that they're probably the most scary to play, uh, in the postseason because of that defense. And, and, and this and week will be an football. interesting one just to see how Brock Purdy sort of continues, right? A guy comes in and you've never seen tape on him. You have no idea what you're dealing with. You you can find success. Now they've got tape on him. They've got more tape on him. So can he continue that success? That's going to be the thing that's interesting to watch with Brock Purdy. And I am going to – can I just real quick, and I, I I want to just say this, and I know we're, you know this may sound out of left field, but um, I kind of called Brock Purdy. You may remember back a few he years did. ago. Iowa State. Uh, we were talking about potential uh, quarterbacks coming out, and I said Brock Purdy looks like he's going to be a solid player out of Iowa State. And then he fell off, became mystery irrelevant, uh, maybe he's finding it again. Who knows? I guess we'll we'll find out and kind of see how his career goes. So,
0: And I will say yes to Brock Purdy continuing it because of the offense that Kyle Shanahan has, the ability of that team to run the football, and that offensive line. Yep. I mean, all all three of those things and that defense. You're going to get the ball back. The other team's not going to be able to move the ball or score. So Brock Purdy doesn't have to do anything. He's... He's a better quarterback right now than Dak Prescott. And for anyone who saw LaShawn McCoy today, Dak is ass. <laughs> He's not wrong.
1: All right. Well, I think that's that's good for us. Um, it is a uh, 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 happy holiday season for everybody here. Uh, enjoy your Festivus for the rest of us, Broncos country. Any Anything else we got to touch on before we go?
0: If you watch the game on Sunday.